Welcome back to Nala Talk, where we discuss updates on the field of genetic testing, especially its implementation in clinical settings. Um, today, we are joined by us again um, as a continuation of what we talked about last week. But today, we'll pick up a different use case, and we hope to um, share some new information to you guys today. Hi, Fad. Hey, Esther. Nice to be talking to you again. Happy I know. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> to you all as well. Um, now, what are we going to talk about today? I thought um, we'll have a different uh, use case, but um, one that is still prevalent in the community, um, and that is the use of PPI or proton pump inhibitor. Yeah, um, and then I think later on you can um, uh, enlighten us as to what PPI is for. Uh, but just to get a sense of uh, what PPI is used. Uh, I thought I'd just like uh, give the people, maybe some of our listeners uh, don't have medical background juga, gitu ya. So um, usually in the community, uh, it's used for gastroesophageal reflux disease. Uh, gitu, kalau misalnya ada yang uh, bilang sakit mah, gitu ya. Uh, atau um, ada acid problem, that refers to that. Tapi I think um, Sometimes people can only explain the symptoms juga gitu kayak misalnya jadi symptomsnya apa sih gastroesophageal reflux disease um, so it could be um, like stomach pain um, heartburn so it's just like this rising sensation of heat and sort of burning feeling in your chest area um, just an acid regurgitation as well where you kind of feel like this sour tasting um, feeling at the back of your throat um, terus uh, ada juga with that, gitu ya, you get coughs um, and hornets in the morning. Some people have trouble swallowing, gitu. Uh, or um, some people who I've seen come to emergency department uh, actually get investigated for a possible um, apa, heart attack, gitu. Because it, it happens around the same area. So I think we want to be cautious. Um, but yeah, lots of people have, have um, these symptoms. Uh, and today, uh, we want to pick uh, on two uh, underlying conditions. Yang pertama itu yang gastroesophageal reflux disease. Yang kedua itu peptic ulcer disease, especially in relation to uh, Helicobacter pylori, which is like very difficult to say. It's a very long word. Tapi itu is the name of um, a bacteria. Gitu. Nah, uh, mungkin um, can you sort of explain how uh, PPI is used in those instances where um, there is like overproduction in acid or how it impacts sort of in the long term and why is it important? Right, right. Yeah, thanks, Esther. So, so PPIs, uh, I'm not sure whether most of us know what PPIs are. So PPIs are what we call like uh, mostly in, if you go to the drugstore or pharmacies, it's, it's omeprazole, uh, isomeprazole, lansoprazole. The, the brands could be like Nexium and, uh, and uh, what's it called? The, the, yeah, others are usually generic. OMAC, yeah. yeah. OMAC, yeah. So usually uh, how, how PPIs work is uh, they try to uh, uh, suppress the production of acid inside our stomach, but they don't do it di directly. So what goes inside our body is usually the, um, the deactivated version of it. And then it needs to go in and get absorbed uh, in the uh, in the gastrointestinal system and in the, in the uh, usus, then dari usus itu akan masuk ke 
uh, bloodstream, and only when in the bloodstream when it passes through the uh, the, the stomach, it will be there to uh, bind with the gastric secreting cells, and then it will uh, prevent the production of of, of uh, acid inside our body. So yeah, so it is actually quite potent in terms of like reducing these uncomfortable um, uh, events when you have like gastric reflux. Uh, and um, usually when you take it like 30 minutes to one hour before your food, because it needs some time to be activated uh, before. Yeah, so that's that. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, thanks for explaining how it works. But I think I also want to touch on um, why, um, why do people uh, seek for uh, medication or why, why do people get treated for this? First of all, um, obviously, uh, you look at the impact that, that these symptoms have in your day-to-day -day activities. Just imagine if you have these ongoing problems gitu, and you try to just get on with your day. Gitu, ya. Jadi, um, it, it does uh, impact on productivity, uh, juga especially at night because you lie flat, so um, your sphincter is more relaxed. And so you get worsening of the symptoms usually at night. Um, so people have um, trouble sleeping or they don't have like a good sleep. And obviously that will impact anyone you know, who are unable to get a good rest, um, a good restful sleep at night. Um, and also, uh, more importantly, why people are put on um, these medications. Uh, if they have this bacteria causing problems, it can actually uh, create ulceration. This crater and bleeding um, in your stomach. Um, that can create a whole host of problems. Um, you get in the long run, misalnya bisa cause um, uh, for your cells in the lining of um, stomach or sort of on the border between your um, esophagus and your stomach to to change. Gitu. Jadi, uh, it can predispose to uh, cancer. Gitu. That's why you want to treat it early. You want to catch it. Um, and the other thing would be um, if you have ulcers. Uh, you can have bleeding, gitu ya. and if the bleeding is significant, obviously that you need to get rushed into the emergency de uh, department. Gitu. And then we see people with uh, what we call hematemesis and malina, gitu. Jadi kayak different manifestations of bleeding from the top and bleeding from the bottom. Um, and they have to be put on PPI juga, gitu. uh, but usually uh, IVC, kalau itu, IV preparation. Tapi that's just to give a context of why people one need relief from their symptoms um more so in the sort of short-term um setting tapi in the long term juga to avoid those other um uh, downstream um consequences uh, now I, I i noted that um some people though don't get relief from ppi just in the context of pharmacogenomics gitu ya. Um, what are some of the genetic differences that could attribute to this problem so, so that, that definitely is the case because the things that the PPI needs to be activated and be absorbed inside our bloodstream uh, to be able to exert its effect, it's not like the usual uh, uh, the milk of magnesia or, or other kind of like acid um, uh, acid uh, to, to to neutralize acid neutralizers. It uh, it acts in physical uh, physically. Uh, this, this one actually needs to be activated and then it will also be deactivated inside our liver. So 
one of the important enzymes that uh, deactivates these kinds of uh, PPIs are usually what we call CYP2C19. Uh, CYP2C19 uh, is mostly present inside our liver. And this uh, activity of this CYP2C19 will dictate how, uh, how long will this PPI effect will last. Because uh, usually people with the normal metabolizers CYP2C19 the effect of PPIs could, could last all up, up about eight to 12 hours. But if they have a higher uh, activity of metabolizers, this effect could be greatly reduced to um, even not be able to reduce the symptoms. So yeah, CYP2C19. It's also coincidentally the same enzyme that is, be, that is used to deactivate a lot of other uh, drugs that is usually taken with, um, with PPIs. Uh, for example, like like heart medications as well. So as yeah. to, so, what we want to look at, right? If we want to, uh, if we get like uh, acid reflux without any uh, relief, even after the taking the PPIs, is we want to take a look at the CYP2C19 metabolic profile. I would say, yes. Yeah, and um, so there are polymorphisms as well in the community um, in this CYP2C9 gene as well that can impact. And, and the efficacy or like how effective this drug may be. Um, yeah. C2C19, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I say C2C9? Yeah, I think it's just a... Oh, sorry. No, I meant C2C19. <laughs> sorry, it's still early in the morning. Um, yeah, no, C2C19. And um, I guess uh, especially important because if you have to take this medication for a long time, you really want to pick and choose um, the right medication. So you get one, you get the relief, and two, um, you can avoid all of those nasty things that we say potentially can happen um, and have an effective therapy, isn't it? Yeah. For example, with uh, eradication therapy for a Helicobacter pylori, I think you do need to be on it for quite a while. Yeah. Also for Helicobacter pylori, right? They usually they uh, prescribe something called uh, triple therapy or quadruple therapy. So the first line is usually triple therapy with two types of antibiotics uh, paired with one PPI that's usually taken uh, in a course of about, uh, it could be up to three months or 12 weeks. So usually the dosing for PPIs for people with the normal metabolizer profile is about just uh, for omeprazole, for example, it's just 20 milligrams or 40 milligrams. But if we look into people with like ultra rapid metabolizers, CYP2C19, uh, they might need an increased starting daily dose of uh, about even up to 100%. So 80 milligrams uh, and, and above. So yeah, so it is really the reason, the reason why we, we want to do this is because we want to make sure that the environment, because Helicobacter pylori actually thrives in acidic environment, we want to make sure that the pH inside our gastric or our stomach is sufficiently high enough to be able to uh, reduce the population of these bacteria in our stomach. Yeah. Mm, right. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's also, uh, I think, um, important in the Asian population where there is a mm. uh, high prevalence of Helicobacter pylori. Yeah. Yeah, so so prevalence itself, right, in H. Uh, H pylori in, in the population in our Asian community, it could go up to about 80 percent. So oh, wow. meaning that in a in a in a group of ten people, eight of them might have H 
helicopter back, uh, helicobacter pylori infection in their stomach. And this is actually uh, quite interesting because uh, not everyone who have H. pylori will have symptoms of uh, uh, like ulceration in their, in, their, in their stomach or in their um, intestines. But it is recommended that if it's found that we have infection, we need to be able to treat it as soon as possible because as what Dr. Esther has mentioned, we uh, leaving it there, it could actually increase the chances of developing cancer. So yeah, so we have quite a higher uh, prevalence rate uh, compared to the world. Maybe it's because of a diet, maybe it's because of our genetic uh, makeup also. It's just the present, the presence of this uh, bacteria is just more endemic in this, in this uh, geography, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting to think that, um, like say if you have a family members of five people, like four out of um, the five might actually have this bacteria. But yeah. thankfully, none of us, I mean, so far as I know, um, have this problem. But it's, it's good to know it's a statistic, isn't it? Because it's quite mind-blowing as well. Okay, so I guess just to sum up, um, so um, reason why um, we want to sort of uh, raise this topic is that sort of acid-related, um, acid reflux-related problems are very common in the community. You probably know someone who has that kind of problem um, in your family or in your circle of friends. And usually um, in mild cases, people can just treat it with some sort of um, home remedy or it only lasts for a couple of days, so it doesn't cause too much problems. But um, for some people, they need to go in therapy. Usually the first line is a PPI or a bomb inhibitor. Um, and it's important to sort of improve the quality of life. And also if you have um, a peptic ulcer disease it's, uh, or just a long-term sort of acid-related problem, then uh, you need to be more cautious. Definitely seek your um, doctor for sort of more follow-up and um, other interventions. But usually people are put on the PPI therapy for a longer period. Um, to prevent um, the risk of cancer and further um, ulcerations. Um, but there exists a polymorphism actually in the C2C19 gene uh, for which it is important to know um, which sort of type of metabolizer that you're carrying so that you can get an effective therapy um, and also get the most, um, uh, the greatest benefit out of your um, PPA. Um, does that sort of sum up what we discussed today? Perfectly, perfectly. Okay, yeah. great. No worries. So we hope that that helped you today. Um, and we will see you in another episode of Melatalk, uh, perhaps with a different use case. Thanks all. Thank you.